Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey, people, this is DJ. And this is Ish. And, and this, this is season four of Better Let Me Tell You. fan from purple rain will know wendy yes lisa is the water warm enough yes lisa shall we begin yes lisa <laughs> you don't you know the purple rain soundtrack no that's computer blue oh no i don't know the purple rain soundtrack. what a what a letdown i don't the greatest know. one of the greatest albums of all time purple I rain don't know the soundtrack I know the song. I just don't know the soundtrack. Okay, well, on that note, everybody, welcome to you know <laughs> Prince's favorite pod, Prince's favorite podcast. Maybe it is. You don't know. Uh, what episode are we on? We are on episode one seventy eight. One seventy eight. Welcome everybody to Pero Let Me Tell yes. You episode one seventy eight. Happy we, Friday, everybody. Happy Friday, everybody. We are the only podcast that can say we saw the new James Bond with Ana Navarro. We did. Yes, we did. I didn't tell you that because you would have gone hunting for her in the theater. She was in the theater? Yes, she was. I even played with Chacha, her her dog, before. Because when David and I went to get concessions and you went inside, as I was walking toward the concession, I was like, oh, that's Ana Navarro. And Dave was like, oh, I just thought it was some lady that looked like Ana Navarro. And then she was with her dog. And I was like, is this Chacha? And she's like, oh, she started laughing. She's like, yes, it is. And I'm like, oh, she's friendly. So I like, played with her for a little while. Wait, then- wait, wait, wait. We had a whole evening. Like... <laughs> Yeah. After we hung out and nowhere in this evening or in the past week, you decided to tell me that mm-hmm. Ana Navarro saw James Bond with us. Because I was saving it for this moment. <laughs> Almost a week later, I was sitting on this. So for a week, I, Ana Navarro, I've been seeing her on The View this week. Yeah. And for a week, I know that she saw James Bond with me and I didn't know. Yep. You know, no. <laughs> Did you ask her to be on the show? And did you tell her? I don't know. We we met before. I did do. Okay, I didn't ask her to be on the show because I know she's going through some stuff right now with her with her mother is very ill. Yeah. But I did. You know, I was like, oh, because honestly, I was more like about playing with Cha Cha the dog, 
And whatever, and I was like, oh, she's like, oh, hi, you know, whatever. I'm like, yeah, we've actually met before. I told her, I'm like, yeah, when, you know, Lee Schrager hosted. And she's like, oh, yeah, I remember that event. She's like, but I haven't, I had a couple glasses of wine. I'm like, yeah, we all did. But, you know, but she remembers the event. She remembers the event. Remembers so the I'm event sure, you know, a little sober, she would have remembered <laughs> Exactly, us. exactly. she spoke with us for a while. Um, yes. Well. We're the only podcast I can say that. Wow. Who saw No Time to Die with James <laughs> Bond, which you didn't like the movie. I did I like didn't. the movie, but I felt the movie was a sort of gift to James Bond fans. Yes. And as we spoke in the last episode, that would be me. Yes, I'm going to defer to you. And, and I can't get into the reasons why I didn't like the movie without spoilers, so I won't I won't go into it. But I just, you know, I'm, I'm not going to give anything away. I thought it was a letdown I just me. thought that it, it is the perfect ending to the Daniel Craig era. It mm-hmm. was beautifully put to us in a bow. And if you are a James Bond fan, like a real fan, um, me and David, you know, we're yeah, real, you guys real really fans. enjoyed it. Yeah, David is a friend of ours. Um, who well, he's uh, he he co-hosted the show. Yes, he's been a co-host <laughs> of our show, uh, David from Geek Bro. Um, you know, he knows the the franchise really well. Yeah, very well. Um, it, it's filled with the whole movie is filled with little Easter eggs mm-hmm. of previous movies. Uh, James Bond movie so you know if you if if you're a casual movie goer you'll like it or you know maybe you whatever won't care too much about it right. but if you are a real fan and you love the franchise it's perfect so yep. anyway so, before we get in I just want to give a quick thank you to the um, Public Relations Society of America's Miami chapter for letting me host their Hispanic Heritage Month panel uh, this past week so thank you ladies for for you know allowing me to host I looked really cute <coughs> <laughs> I'm when not gonna lie. You always do. Yeah, I know, but I've lost like 15 pounds, so you know I look cuter. Anyway, um, <laughs> so you know what I wanted? The moment I heard about this, I was like, oh, we have to mention this on the podcast. Okay, Bitekiing uh, is uh, standing up for aliens. I totally thought of you. I totally thought of so you. So I'm currently going with Demi Lo- going through with Demi Lovato because I'm a Demi Lovato fan. Yes. I'm a well, Lovatic. I was going to say, what do they call Levotic, Demi's fans? Levotics, I think they're called. Levotics. I, okay. I'm, I, I stand Demi hard. Um, I think I'm sort of going what you went with Britney in 2007. Because... To a lesser degree... Well, no. Not to a lesser degree. To a worse degree. Because Demi... <laughs> Demi's was worse than Britney's. Demi had strokes and heart attacks. Well, no, no, no. I'm not even talking about that. So just hospitalization alone. I'm not even alone. talking about that. I mean, it's very different circumstances. Right, right. I mean, because Demi's issues, yeah, were in 2018. Um, it's just that I feel that Demi Lovato is one of these people that reacts without thinking. Yeah, what was it that you say? Uh, they live out loud? Yes. Right. Every thought, everything... Just comes out. Out and Twitter. Just, yeah. Because let's not forget the... You know, frozen yogurt debacle where, God, you Lord. know, Demi Lovato was uh, triggered. Right, by, by fat-free yogurt. Because of fat-free yogurt. That, right. Well, then know, don't leave your house, darling. That, you know, it, it's a triggering for somebody who's struggled with weight and, and all that stuff. And this week, um, I don't know if it was on Twitter. <laughs> probably on Twitter. Um, if I had to pick, it'd probably be Twitter. They said that... Um, and I use a correct pronoun. Yes, you did. Um, that um, aliens shouldn't be called aliens. They should be called extraterrestrials. Extraterrestrial. Yes. And I'm, and I'm glad someone is finally taking up the battle for creatures that may or may not even actually be here. Right. Right. And we don't know too much about that. <laughs> right. But I'm so glad someone has decided I'm going to be their voice. 
And it's like, with all the issues going on in the world. With all the issues going on in your own life, Demi right. Lovato. This is what we're going with. <laughs> this is this is the cause, the, the flag. And you're I gonna, was like, like oh, pick up. I'm like, Demi. I was like, ugh. <laughs> And listen, I believe in aliens. And if you're watching the the second half of this season of Horror Story, aliens are responsible for everything that we have right now, including this technology we're using to record. But I I believe in aliens. I just don't think that they're bothered by things like that. I think I think they're beyond labels. I believe. I mean, they don't even. Have, I believe they don't even in have. The, um, okay, no, no, no. Wait a minute. Not I, a bit. I believe in the possibility of extraterrestrial extraterrestrial life. Right. I'm not going to say I believe in aliens, aliens, because I have never done research as to well, okay, aliens but, existing. But when I say I believe in them, it's just it, because it's it's pretty arrogant of us to think that we're it. R- right. But, <clears throat> but to say that you believe in aliens because of that, I mean, there's no concrete evidence that shows that aliens exist right right but there's other galaxies out there so right so so i believe in the possibility that there could be extraterrestrial life but i'm not gonna say oh yes aliens do exist well i don't have any evidence that they exist right fair enough but i don't i don't know about i don't i can't see the atom but i know that's there right but so i'm open to the possibility that there is life somewhere else right um or there could be but you know Orita, they're going to be saying that, you know, aliens should be an equal protection, you know, class. Like, yes, protect the grays. Yes. I mean, this is a slippery slope that. Yeah. yeah. So when the news came out earlier, it was everywhere. Of course. Everybody was laughing. And it's like, hi, Demi. This is not. We are not far removed enough from your drug issues for people for for you to say this. Right. And people not to. What's what step in AA is this? Is this, oh, is, this people, is this because of the California rehab? I don't know. And for people to make fun of of, of you and like, it's it's no, no. <laughs> but I just think it's interesting that again, with all the things going on in 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 Demi's life, you know, this is what Demi has decided is going to be the focus. Um, but I love them. Yes, we 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 do we do like Demi. So. I don't know, aliens. If they're out there, tell us, if you listen to us, let us know what you'd like to be called, aliens. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> if there's any evidence that aliens do exist, we should talk to the Spice Girls. They would know. Because the Spice they've Girls been, did them. see aliens in Spice World. Yes, to the point where Jerry's uh, one of Jerry's singles also had aliens. So I'm right. starting to believe they've made contact many times. Right, and their Spice World was a globe. True. Uh, they have a song called Outer Space Girls. That's true. In their Spice World tour, it was all themed of like uh, um, of, of like a, a UFO. Like, right. Th- oh, well, in arrived. Spice Up Your Life, you know, Outer Space Man, right? Right. So, I mean. If anybody's made contact. It's the Spice Girls. It's w- and there's five of them. One of them has. No, no, no. All five of them did. Oh, because it's a unit. Yeah, of course. Okay, got it. Got all the it. power together. So, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I had never stopped to realize how many space references there are in like the Spice Girls catalog. Is this hiding in plain view? I think it is. It's like when you told me that Madonna had the two songs that were the same title. Beautiful, uh, no, uh, Forbidden Love. Forbidden Love. And I was like, what? In your eyes, Forbidden Love. And then Forbidden Love. Right. And I was like, just like George Michael has two freedoms. Right. I don't want your freedom. Which again, I, I knew both those songs existed. Want, I just didn't. Freedom. I won't let, let you down. down. Yep. Two freedoms, two forbiddens. Oh, Lord. <laughs> well, okay. 
you know what else doesn't let us down? Okay. Our 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 people, our our Cuban community. Now, I'm what gonna, did we do now? Well, it's not what we did. It's this. I'm gonna read this. It ties back to something you and I have always said, but I don't want to say it up front because I want to kind of go with it, right? So, last week, my sister on Facebook posted a very innocent, very innocuous status update. She literally just, and I have it here, put, "I really miss Walmart being open 24 hours." Sad face, right? Walmart's not open 24 hours. Apparently, maybe the one by her house is no longer open 24 hours or whatever the case may be, right? Now, we know because of the pandemic, stores have changed their right. hours, whether it be because they were closed or when the pandemic came the back. The by my house closes at 8 sometimes. Right. Because they probably realize, you know what? We don't have to stay open as late right. and it's right. a business decision or right. whatever, right? So, oh, so my aunt replies, and I love my aunt. I love how you're throwing people under she's, the bus. She's my she's my is my dad's oldest sister. I love her dearly. But this was her response. No merchandise. No hay nada. Y wait until Christmas. No one wants to work. Thanks to Democrats. The same will happen in the same happened in Cuba nineteen fifty nine. You will see. All because my sister said that she misses Walmart being open twenty four hours. All roads lead to communism. Well what <laughs> Have I've always said? I told. I thought of you the second I read it. I was I, like, "This is going I on the show." I have always this said. This is going on the show. I have said this for I don't know. It's my birthday tomorrow. I'm not saying my age, but for more than 35 years, <laughs> right? I have been saying it doesn't matter what you're talking about. You could be talking about Plato. We could be talking about aliens, extraterrestrials. All, all roads lead to, to communism. communism. Yeah. It, all roads don't lead to Rome. No, no. no. They lead to communism. communism. It's always about communism. It's always, always, communism. always. And always. I just thought that was funny because I was like, that's not the first thing I no, thought no, no. of. Okay, so I mean, I, a few I, years sure, ago. lack of workers. A few years ago, but, and we'll answer that directly. Okay. A few years ago, I don't know, maybe like, I don't know. It's been more than a few years because when I say a few years, I think 2010. You Which know? is already 10 years ago. Right. Yeah. So, Okay. Sometime in the 2000s, <laughs> I don't know if you remember, Tropicana, Tropicana okay. changed their, their complete logo. Oh, I do. Yeah, they got right. rid of the little girl. The, 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 the Carmen Miranda. No, no, no. This was more low, uh, recent. Oh. That was older. No, we're talking probably, yeah, in the 2010s. They changed the packaging completely. The packaging was a lot more simple. It got rid of like the very like rich Tropicana logo mm -hmm. and font. It became... The the box the box that Tropicana comes in it was imagine it it be white and then the corner of it was like a glass of orange juice mm -hmm. and then it kind of folded onto the other corner and oh then on yes the, okay. on the side in okay. a very simple like Helvetica font is that Tropicana in, in vertical up the side right. yes exactly yes, yes, yes very yes, simple yes I didn't like it I thought it was actually really right. it, that that's not you don't want a modern avant garde Design. packaging for orange juice. Right. right, I don't know. I didn't study marketing, but I'm a kill. I'm a you know fonts are my thing. That you are big um, on fonts, yes. And I was the editor in chief of the yearbook. Yes, you uh, are. So, but I don't. But I don't think you have to have an eye for design and marketing to like kind of. But I went. I'm sure they went through focus groups and whatever. Well, you know, well clearly focus groups are are gone and and um, wrong. And they eventually changed the packaging back. Hence the Tropicana right. we have right. now. And I think it was one of the most expensive, like rebrands, uh, rebrands that failed in like, I don't know, the last 20 years, whatever. I'm giving you more info than we need. <laughs> I remember, I remember okay. having that, that juice at my parents' house and me commenting to my mom, I, que feo está el paquete nuevo este de Tropicana, no me gusta. She goes, claro que sí. Porque así, 
Eso me recuerda de Cuba. Porque así es como empieza el comunismo. Todo, todo que era bonito, que era familiar, tú sabes, todos esos rayos los vuelve feo. Lo ponen feo y así, así, feo. So she thought the communist agenda was to change the branding so of Tropicana. So I was like, oh my God. It's an oh art. God. It's an art. Like, It is an art the and a science. The packaging of Tropicana juice ended up being <laughs> because of communism. Like, oh. Like, It's an art and a science. Oh, Not no, everybody no, can is. do it. It's it an is. art and a science. It It's kind of sort of like, I always forget the name of that story or that game. Remember when we were kids in elementary school? Like, all kids do this. Like, I'll tell you, okay, start a story. Telephone. Well, is that called telephone? Like, I'm going to the woods. It's, it's nighttime. Oh, where, where everybody continues the story, it's continues, nighttime, continues. Right? Okay, yes, yes, and, yes. And, you know, I'm lost in the woods. And then I see a cave. And there's a light in the cave. And, in and the when I come in and see the light... And then I take over. Okay, you right, go, right, 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 right. It's kind of like that, right? right? You could be talking about anything. You know, I... Um, They would be great at improv. You know, I... Because uh, <laughs> talk about the <laughs> ultimate yes and. <laughs> I was at Home Depot today, and you know that um, I couldn't find La Mata de Bugambilia that I was looking for. Claro, <laughs> claro que, que sí. No. Claro que no. Porque eso es el comunismo. Porque aquí viene el comunismo. Porque los comunistas no les gustan las flores. No les gustan las flores. Y la bugambilia es la, más, es la flor más linda que tuvo que en hay. Cuba. En Cuba. Y al momento que los comunistas vieron, la quitaron. La quitaron. Porque, Porque ese era un símbolo. Ese era un símbolo de la preciosidad de Cuba. Y ellos no podían tolerar eso. Sí, no. That's it. And that's it. It's like, but I don't even understand how we got here. Yes. Well, it's not supposed to make any sense. Right. So that's why I'm telling you, it doesn't matter what you're talking about right. to Cubans, right. it will always go back to communism. You know, I say that as a joke, but... It, I, it's 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 a joke because it's only funny because it's true. Yeah. Right? It's only funny because it's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I thought yeah. that was great. When I read it, I was like... I. I didn't even think about communism. I did think about like, okay, la gente que no quiere trabajar, like, because I, because right. there's okay. still shortage of work. So, I don't know so why these people actually, are working or not I working. Talk but about that for a minute. Um, communism? Because, no, because <laughs> our, our motto here is listen, laugh, and learn. Yes. And, is. you know, we like for people to have a good time with us, but to pick something up. So, right. listeners, listeners, as you're driving to work today, <laughs> I'm going to give you a little quick, um, I was going to say, um, What do you call um, when you take a class really quick? Um, uh, crash course. Crash course. I don't want to use the term crash course because a lot of you are driving. Yeah, no. A refresher course. So here's a little refresher Cliff notes. course. Cliff notes. Cliff notes. Cliff notes. Cliff notes. I like that. Yes. On supply and demand and particularly the supply and demand chain. Okay. Now, many of you are noticing that a lot of our favorite items are not at the store. I love when you speak like a 1950s instructional video. Or, because you gotta speak this way sometimes <laughs> to people. Or, you're going to places and you're seeing bare shelves. Right. Or, I, you've started a chicken wing business and you've noticed that there's that no chicken, chicken wings. wings. I, personally, have been trying to find Entenmann's uh, all butter pound <laughs> loaf pound cake for like months now and they're just not coming. Really? They're not They're not. I've already gone to like 10 Publixes. I don't know how many frescos. I don't know. And they're like, no, mijito, eso va a ser como dos meses no viene. I have to pick one up for you. Anyway, they have other stuff. Sí, but, but, the, but the butter pound. Yeah, right. Their classic one. Anyway, so here's what's going on with the supply and demand chain. 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 Not only in the United States. Yes, yeah, this is global. But global. This is global. Okay. 
So right now, as we speak on this fake Friday, right, there's anywhere between 50 to 75 cargo ships in the San Diego and L.A. Uh, yes, port. that are just sitting there. Why are they sitting there? Because most goods come from Asia. So they cross the Pacific over to right. uh, the West Coast. <laughs> so the problem is that these ships, right, have to be, the, the containers have to be put on trucks. Right. And a ship can have anywhere between twenty to 35,000 containers. That's a lot of containers. That is a lot of containers. Right? These That's containers so many, many have to be put on trucks. Right? Okay. These trucks take them out of the port. Right? Mm-hmm. And then depending on what type of good it is or right, where it's, it's perishable, going, or then or it goes to like a main distribution center. And then it goes Which there. then goes to a local distribution center, which then goes out to stores. Okay. So think about the whole, the whole like spider web there. Okay. Right. What is currently happening is it's it's a perfect trifecta of problems. Right. Um, we are ordering mo- and buying more than ever now because the economy has picked up. People have started to go back to work. Right. Whether it's because they've started going back to work or through stimulus money, people are ordering things. Right. Right. Um, so all this is coming from Asia. The problem is. The workforce. And the workforce is not because people are living off stimulus money. Because let's talk that let's talk about that for a minute. They had three stimulus uh, checks, mm-hmm. two two in the Trump administration, one in the Biden administration, and there were additional supplements to unemployment, both federal and uh state, mm-hmm. right? Sure, these th- this money for a lot of people was a lifeline. Right. And sure, you know, some people, if your financial situation wasn't dire, it was like, oh, this is a extra two well, yeah. grand. It, it was nice I, to get some extra cash. That I have that maybe your situation wasn't yeah. dire. So d- it helped out different people in different ways, right? But I think that we can all agree that as great as those stimulus payments were, it does not supply what an actual wage is. Okay. Right? Yeah. What an actual paycheck every two weeks is or, right. or whatever. Whenever you get paid. Whenever you get paid. Right. That's not why people are not going back to work. In the supply and demand chain in particular, what happened was that a lot of truck drivers, um, because they weren't working at the initial part of the camp of the of pandemic. the pandemic, they their driver's license or their permits to be um, truck drivers expired. Oh. Right. And to get these permits again, it's like a very lengthy process. Right. right. Coupled with the amount of labor that they need now to train new truck drivers, because a lot of people retired, a lot of people just don't want to do it anymore. Right. Um, the amount and and because supply is so large now, they need a greater workforce. So it's not just getting the, the same ten people; it's right. like you need twenty. They did pre-pandemic li- uh, mm-hmm. levels. Okay. So it's a matter now of getting all this workforce. The biggest problems the supply and demand chain is having right now is taking the containers off the ships from the ports because right. ports are only open from like nine to five. Right. Right. They're not 24. Now right. they actually, the Biden administration usually passed the measure now to open ports 24 hours a day to expedite. Right. But it's a matter of getting more people into work there right. and getting truck drivers to deliver it. It's workforce from taking out the, the containers to most importantly, delivering the containers uh, truck drivers right. and these truck drivers have to be trained have to, be certified. Have to pass certif- certification and have to get a license and unfortunately that's a lengthy process right. and and this is not only happening in the united states it's global this is happening in most 
and all developed countries, right? right? Or first world countries, mm. right? So, so I would love to hear from people that say that it's the president's fault, how it, the president is affecting Canada or the president is affecting the UK or other European countries or Australia or other nations with right. big same, economies. Same policy. So, you know, because if, if Biden has that effect, you know, whoa, whoa. So, you know, that, ladies and gentlemen, was a, was that was a, the learn. a lesson. <laughs> that was the learn. That was a lesson in supply and demand. Yes. I mean, I get it. And I will say, I still don't understand why, even if there's a, a big demand, more demand now, I mean, that's, that's the retail industry, shall we say. But, like, I mean, we do know that there's still, you know, they're, they're still having a hard time finding people to work in, like, restaurants and, you know, and just literally at retail stores. So I that's the part that I just, I don't understand. I don't understand where these people, because quote, because, quote, unquote, where these people went. Because a lot of people, a lot of people have transitioned to something else, into working in something else. And also, um, a lot of uh, perishable goods or things that we eat mm -hmm. have been affected by, by different climate change issues, whether it's fires or floodings. Right. California is always on fire. That's true. California is one of the places that has the most produce, right? Yeah, the avocados. Right. Don't you think that that affects where, you know, the prices or the amount of quantity? Every time you see one of these fires in California ravage on for days or right. sometimes weeks, it's it many times it destroys, well, obviously it destroys everything in its path, but many times it's farms. Well, yeah, because it's it's undeveloped, so it's just right. Like, so go. yeah, so goes up like kindling, right? So you you know what your kale is uh is going to go up in price. Yeah, it's actually funny because when we were in Palm Springs, what we were talking to one of the bartenders and this place that was like it was a bar, but also had food, and he was talking about all those things. He's like, yeah, all these things that we that we take for granted now, you know, it's gonna start to go up because yeah, we're reaching the tail end of the supply that we have. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, yeah, you think avocado toast is expensive now? <laughs> Wait till the end of the year. Mm -hmm. They, they, people in the industry and, you know, different people that study the economy, economists. Yeah. The, that's, that, they have uh, a name. Um, they think that this is going to go on through next summer. And then we'll get cheaper chicken wings. Yeah. Again. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, no, just everything. Yeah. Um, I actually really noticed the, Scarcity? Is that's that the a word. That, word? That, that, well, Scarcity? We'll finish a sentence and I'll tell you. Of products when I I was actually at Michael's. Yes, that's you the know, word. Nada. No, you're not. Yeah, no, no, there's nothing. And you know who's actually being really hurt by this? It's funny, the things you, you don't think about, but it's like your Marshalls and your Ross. Because there's no surplus inventory to go down to them. Yeah. Actually, I hadn't thought about that before. Well, I wouldn't know from the lines at Marshalls. <laughs> no, no, the lines will never go away. You know what's funny about Marshalls <laughs> is that I've been going to Marshalls or Home Goods for years, right. for like over twenty years, and I just feel that you know, and this is not a new store. No, this is like the Chick, this is like the Chick Fil A <laughs> of retail. Of yeah. retail, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the lines keep getting bigger and bigger. I'm like, okay, are people discovering Marshalls and Home Goods for the first time? Maybe because it's been around for quite some time. Like I remember when, when I was like a kid. No, sorry, we have matcha. A matcha, yeah, roll, we never really were, I, and until this day, I don't like Ross that much. But no, sorry, you have matcha de Midway Mall, the Mall of the Americas. Oh, yeah. Eso fue el primer matcha. Y de Hialeah, como dice mi mamá, la primera tienda que yo vine a los Estados Unidos fue el matcha de Hialeah, which is still open. Oh, still? Yeah, that, that's, a, but, but that's the same one. It's the one on uh, 49th and 16th. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Dang. So, 
So yes, yes. supply and demand uh, curve people. Hola, mi gente. It's National Hispanic Heritage Month where we celebrate the contributions and influence of Hispanic Americans to the history, culture, and achievements of the United States. And this year, we're teaming up with Lay's to celebrate what makes us 100% American and 100% Latino. Flavors like limón, chile limón, and cheddar jalapeño celebrate the flavors we all know and love with that unmistakable Lay's quality. So grab your bag of Lay's limón chile limón, or cheddar jalapeño this Hispanic Heritage Month and enjoy flavors that celebrate who we are. After all, we all know you gotta have Lay's. Pero, pero do, do it con, con sabor. sabor. Hey, mi gente, so Ish here, and I am with Mika León, the owner, chef, mastermind behind Caja Caliente. Thank you for joining us, Mika. I know you're a busy lady. You're actually joining us uh, from Europe. I am. Well, thank you guys so much for having me. I'm so excited. Um, you know, to be collaborating with you guys for this Hispanic Heritage Month, which is um, obviously so important to us here at Caja Caliente. Yeah, and as you said, you know, Hispanic Heritage Month, we're partnering with Lay's, and we're spotlighting people like yourself, you know, who are really creating foods that, like Lay's Limon and, and Jalapeño, are 100% Latino and 100% American. And so let's talk a little bit about, I mean, I know this week we, we were making uh, mahi tacos with your mom. So what is the inspiration behind these mahi tacos because i mean when i think mahi i think you know i think very hawaiian but tacos very mexican it's you know it's it's (laughs) the epitome right absolutely and i think that's the theme of caja it's very much a fusion of foods that i grew up eating i grew up eating tacos i was very inspired by um the food trucks on the west coast all the taco food trucks that i would go you know visit with my mom And my grandfather had restaurants and my mom had a catering company growing up. And I told my mom one day, I'm like, mommy, what do you think if we took like all our Cuban recipes and we put it in the vessel of a taco? She thought I was crazy, but you know, it kind of just evolved and became a thing over time. But again, I think it just goes to, you know, what I grew up eating and I really wanted to create a fusion of uh, different cultures. Now, when you say fusion, like how, how do you, how do you achieve that? In, in your dishes? Yeah, I mean, I mean, let's say one of my dishes alone, it's a bolita de plátano relleno con picadillo. So I do it, I kind of learned this from my, my very good friend, Julio Margarita. I do it with a Puerto Rican sofrito, uh, which you're basically blending your sofrito and it, it kind of looks like a chimichurri. So you have a little bit of Puerto Rican, you have Spanish, being that, you know, I'm, I'm so close to, my roots in Spain and my, my family that lived here for so many years, mm-hmm. uh, whether it be Mexican or Cuban. So that's, I think, where the really the fusion really does tie in. And you see that us playing around with different flavors when you do look at the menu. That's so funny because it's like, you know, obviously we're, the whole theme here is 100% American, 100% Latino. But I'm starting to think it should be 100% American, 25% Cuban, 25% Puerto Rican, 25% Mexican, 25% <laughs> Spanish with you. There's there's a, there's a nice little blend of everything. It's a little bit of everything. And, and, you know, isn't that what Miami is at the end of the day? It's a melting pot of cultures. That's true. And that's really, you know, one of the big celebrations of Hispanic heritage is that it's not just, you know, even though it is the word Hispanic, it's not a monolith. Right. And so there are so many, you know, particularities to to our dishes. And I think it's it's fantastic that that you're able to really take a little bit from each culture and and make it into something new and fresh, you know, that that really combines them all together. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think we don't, you know, if we really were to sit down and to, to kind of analyze all of the Hispanic cuisines, it kind of comes from the same place, right? You know, we just kind of made it our own with what we have readily available, but it's all, you know, our own take on different dishes. That's the way I like to look at it, kind of put my own little mark on it if I can. Absolutely. And I think you definitely have done that with Caja Caliente. Uh, you know, you, you offer, like I, you said, a blend of so many things, including, I have to say, a gator taco, which I don't think that could be any more Florida inspired if it tried. Uh- <laughs> yeah. And and then we're going into the Miami, you know, 305. What's more Miami than gator? Like the Everglades. I, I went, I, I got a lot of my inspiration from my travels and I went down to the Everglades one weekend and I was like, gator nuggets? I was like, what is this? And I was like, this would be amazing in a taco. It's local. It's locally sourced. So that's another thing, not just my culture, but my travels really um, inspire me when I when I go to create new dishes. Absolutely, as it should. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Mika. I mean, I again, I've said this before. Caja Caliente is literally like down the street from me. So I am always at Caja Caliente. And there's a reason for it. It's because everything you make there is absolutely delicious. <laughs> Um, well, thank you. Thank you for, for joining us, you know, for Hispanic Heritage Month here with Lays. And, you know, as as we've always said, it's it's 100 percent American, 100 percent Latino. It's all about taste. Right. But that, I think Lays put it the best. You know, when you got to have Lays, but it'll do it con sabor. I love it. I love it. Yes. So actually, before we get into any other topics, I just want to take a break and wish you happy birthday. Oh, yes. It's my birthday. It is your birthday. Well, well, it's your birthday when people are listening to this premiere on Battle Friday. It is my birthday. Yes. I turned 27. Wow. It's amazing. You turned 27 and and I'm going bald. Whether I turn 27, 37, 47, or 57, my jeans are my jeans. That's true. That's true. And besides, you're going bald. Because when you were in your 20s and you started thinning, I told you, get Rogaine, get Rogaine. You could save your hair, but oh, you didn't listen to me. I don't care. Yes, you do care. No, I really don't. I used to. I've gotten to the point where I'm like, you know what? I'm cool with it. Right, because it's your reality now. But at 22, you had time to fix it. Meh, I'm cool with it. I have great shoulders and a nice ass. You know how I feel about hair. Yes, yes. Yes, Rapala. Yes, but... um. So, yeah, my birthday is here. Let's not talk about my birthday. <laughs> okay. No, it's a hard it's a hard one this year. Okay. But can I can I can I ask you to please regale the story you told me earlier about your mother and birthday cake? Okay, no, no, this I will that, definitely can, share. Can, can, okay, because this, this is classic. This yeah. I would definitely this is share. classic. Hello listeners. <laughs> um No, I mentioned it was So I, I know it's it's a hard so, one, but I always get a little depressed right before my birthday. Yes, we've talked about this before. Yeah, yeah. It's like depression show. before your birthday. This year is very hard because, as you know, many of you will know, I lost my grandmother this year. So right now, I'm in the stage of firsts. Yeah. Your first holiday, your first birthday, your first Christmas, yeah. your first Thanksgiving. Um, and my grandmother and I had a very nice tradition that um, I've never, even when I was a kid, I never went to school on my birthday. And when I was an adult, I would not work on my birthday. Like to me, my birthday was sacred. I don't want to be it's worrying a about. Holiday, I don't want to be it. worrying about other people's shit. <laughs> like it's my birthday. <laughs> um, and I would always go to McDonald's 
just to have breakfast with mm. my grandmother and my dad because my mom was working and whatever. Not that my dad didn't work, but that worked. <laughs> that worked at night. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Anyway, yeah, yeah. So that's that's why. But okay, so my birthday, my mom, and the cake. So my mom calls me earlier today. Ay, <laughs> Darien. Ay, estoy loca. No sé el cake que tú quieres. And I'm like, oh, here we go again. And I'm like, ¿de qué cake tú hablas, mamá? And he's like, no, porque yo sé que a ti te gusta el cake ese de la mujer que hace los cake rico de las bodas. Cake designed by Etta. Right. That's been around for about, you know, a thousand years. Um, y a ti te gusta el de strawberry, de fresa. And I'm like, mom, you're getting a lot of things mixed up. Yes, it is true that I like cake design. Right. Like that cake design or Lucila right. by Etta or Lucila. Those remember that? That was... Yes. All the rage the in the early cakes, 2000s. Yes. And it's so good. They're like, still good. I got a phase that I got a little sick of it because it was like, I feel that when that cake became popular in Miami. Everybody had it. Everybody had it. For everything. For everything. Like and a, a random ass Wednesday. And I, and they I just would bring it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boom. Yeah, yeah. If somebody's yeah. birthday, I make them bronque de Lucila. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, when they started selling it in the supermarket. They do. Yeah, they sell right? the supermarket. Um, so I got a little fatigue of it. Right. But I love it because it's it's like a rich, you know, moist cake. It's like a rum and, cake. Yeah, and then it's like mm -hmm. a sugary buttercream. Like, yeah, it's it's good cake. It's both like, of them, both of them. But that cake has never, ever, ever, ever come in strawberry flavor, nor have I ever <laughs> ordered it in strawberry flavor, right? Never, never, never. It's not a so thing. So I don't know where she got this from. So um, I tell my mom, listen, just get me a Publix cake. Right. right, just make sure it's made to order because I do not like the Publix cakes that they have in the refrigerator. Right. I like them made to order so they're fresh. And I tell them, just get a quick, <laughs> I'm quick, I'm like, a quarter sheet cake, half vanilla, half chocolate. The boy knows what he wants. Buttercream. And my mom's like, ¿Y desde cuando a ti te gustan los cakes de Publix? Now, mind you, <laughs> if you know me, you know I am, I am a few things. They're, they're right. This I'm, is the Darien resume. I am... The Yankees, uh -huh. Full House, Mariah Carey. <laughs> what what else? James Bond. James Bond. Stadiums. Stadiums. Cruise liners. Cru ocean, ocean liners. liners. And public skate. skate. Like th that is who I am. That's like, like if like if they were gonna do like some type of like abstract drawing of you and just had those things, I'd know who they were talking about. Right. Like yeah. That's that's and I and I've always been very vocal about it. Right. It's not like it's. I mean, I'm sure you. I'm sure. What are, what are we? Episode one seventy eight. Yeah. I I know there are that probably we, listeners episodes who, right. and episodes and episodes where I have talked where we have talked. There are probably about, listeners out there who would be like, I could send you a public skate. I know love you for love public it. Skate. Right. Right. And, and, and it's nothing odd, right? It's not like I'm odd. Anybody right. that grew up with a Publix, right. it's very common to have that love for Publix cake. Right. If you look at all my pictures from all my birthdays, you know, in the last 30-some years, it's they Publix all cake. have Publix cake, right? So this is nothing new. And she tells me this, like... <laughs> oh. like but she just but, met but you. the reason why this is funny or, or funnier, funnier. <laughs> is because during my Michigan years... I would always fly back from Michigan at the end of term. So I would usually fly back to Miami three times a year, right? And whenever I would fly back, my mom would always be, you know, my parents would always be like, oh, what do you want us to get you right, to right. have here? Right, because, you know, you're in Michigan, so it's like, right. croquetas, so pastelitos, and right. And, and I've, right. I've said it, when I lived in Michigan, you know, I loved living in Michigan. There were things about Michigan that I loved. What I missed the most was Publix. Like, yeah. I could not, fuck Kroger. Like, Kroger doesn't even, like, 
like whoever says that Kroger is better than Publix, I don't know. Well, there's one sponsorship we won't be getting. <laughs> we love Kroger. It's oh, the largest oh, supermarket. It's too late now. US. Or My- Myers. I loved Myers. If you're from Michigan, you know what Myers is. I loved Myers, but nothing was as good as Publix. So when I would be coming home, my, you know, I would, my mom would always tell me like, "Oh, what is it that you want me to get you?" I'm like. Get me Publix cake. Right. This, okay, my whole Publix cake thing has been such a big deal that you, one year, <laughs> sent me a, you brought up yeah. a huge piece of Publix cake. Like, and yeah. I didn't even ask you for it. You just knew, right. right? It's just, you came to visit me and you brought this enormous also the Publix, cake. Publix cake. like yeah. Tupper. And I think that like the moment you gave it to me, we just sat there and ate it. Yes, right? it's because yeah. you had to. Yes, right? <laughs> yeah. So this is like a known fact and this is my mother, right? So, during the Michigan years, when I would come home, my mom would get me anything and everything from the bakery except a Publix cake. It was great. She it was a running joke. She got me one year a wreath from the bakery, some wreath that they made that was like... Decorated you know, for Christmas. Yeah. Right. Uh, one year, she got me corn muffins. Corn muffins. Because... And when she gave me the corn <laughs> muffins, she's like, I know this is not what you want, but I just don't know what it is that you want from the bakery. I'm like... <laughs> What is wrong with this woman? That is my favorite part of the story. Because she knew it was wrong. (laughs) Yes. But she still bought it. Yes. (laughs) And you know what I think is incredible about the Publix cake dilemma? Is that... Wasn't she the one who would buy you the Publix cake? (laughs) Yes. Especially when I was younger. She would be the one who would buy me the cake. (laughs) And it's not like, you know, my mom is that old, right? You know what I mean? No, no. She's not like a dementia. During my Michigan year, she was in her 50s. You know, like... You know, <laughs> so today, yeah, today she's like, Ay, a ti te gusta el a ti te gusta que de polio. I'm like, I don't know, since my birthday, you know, <laughs> every year, every year. And it's like, it's like one of these jokes now that uh, that's why when I told you about it, I'm like, I'm not mad. Oh, no, it's great. And it's fodder for the I'm show. I'm not mad. So I texted them, I, I gave them a picture. Because they wanted to get me the cake. So I went on Publix.com and I browsed through their cake designs and I did a screenshot of the cake that I wanted. I sent it on WhatsApp. I told them, order a quarter sheet cake with this design, half vanilla, half chocolate with buttercream. You know I'm excited. You know I'm super. Oh. I am very excited to see what shows up. Yes. Like, I am I know you're going to be at your parents' house at like around 7-ish. So I fully expect by 7.30 to, at the latest, get a text with what yeah. showed up. Yeah. Uh, get ready. Because <laughs> I, I, I'm getting, I'm getting un tres leche. I'm, I expect, I don't know, um, <laughs> una torreja <laughs> with a candle on it. Un pudín diplomático. Un pudín diplomático. <laughs> But not, not the, the cake you not want. The, the standard buttercream cake, half vanilla, half chocolate, right? <laughs> that you can, like, let's say they don't order it. They because, can just pull it out of the refrigerator. Like, I don't even ask for one of public specialty cakes, no, right? No, no, no. Because let's say that, you know, she knows I really like the chocolate decadence, right? Right, right. Or the raspberry. The chantilly yeah, right, or whatever. Yeah. Right, and they get me the regular cake because, oh, no, you know he likes Publix cake, right? right? No. Like, I want the basic cake. Publix cake. You want the pumpkin spice latte of Publix cakes. Almost. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They can't get it right. They can't get it right. So, yeah. It's great. I'm probably getting a pudding diplomatico mañana. <laughs> I'm telling you, by 7.30, I expect a picture at the yeah. latest. If they come over with the correct cake. See, I even told my dad, I'm just like, give the phone to the person at Publix. Because I'll tell were, them. They were right. adamant about getting me the cake. I'm okay. like, okay. Fine. 
I'm like, I am sending you all the directions on WhatsApp. When you get to the bakery, don't speak. Just go to the message and tell them, this is what I want. Give them the phone in your their hand so they can see. <laughs> don't give any comments. Don't say anything. Pretend you're Helen Keller. Just, just, just tell them, this is what, esto es lo que yo quiero. Here you go. Picture, description. Done. Done. Because if you say something. La va a meter la pata. Yes. Va a meter la pata. The minute that they say something, you're going to wind up with a cornbread oh, birthday cake. Oh, let's see what we get. Or or maybe they'll get it partly right, but I'm going to put it, I don't know, piña in the middle. like in the, Some type of weird filling. filling. Oh. Yeah. So, anyway. Okay, so. <clears throat> I actually want to talk about um, something that's been um, really a hot topic this week, yeah. which is the Dave Chappelle comedy special on yes. Netflix. Which we just saw, actually. We just saw it, and we saw it for research. Yeah, we actually did. Does this mean that you can claim Netflix as a deduction? Well, your dad is a tax person. I will put so. it on there, yes. So, um, <laughs> so for those of you who... Um, I've been under a rock uh, this week. Um, Netflix... Uh, released uh, was it last week within the last week or so the latest dave Chappelle stand-up comedy special called this is the the closer because it's his last one called the closer and this is the final comedy special in a series of comedy specials mm-hmm. that he with has netflix. released with netflix in the last few years mm-hmm. now all his um comedy specials gather a certain amount of controversy yeah all of them, from the very first one. Because he just says what's on his mind, literally. To like, the, the one now. And I feel that as society continues to evolve, um, and both we become accepting of more things, and cancel culture grows, because it's, it's both... It's, it's happening in tandem. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, we, we are becoming more accepting. But as a result of that... Right. We are accepting things more, and we are embracing different people. I, I don't even want to say different, but just all people. Mm-hmm. Um more and but at the same time cancel culture is a real thing right um and this is something that's rapidly you know in three four years it, it it's exploded grows leaps and bounds yeah. because i think his last special was maybe two three years ago i saw it i see all of well, it was before covid so right so, so two it was years like two ago. three years yeah. ago um so it's gotten a lot of backlash um and a lot of people do want netflix to pull the the special mm-hmm. and to cancel him although this was his last yeah, so. contractual show with him. So you know he's done. Um in the show he makes uh transphobic jokes. Yeah. Um or, or jokes that are uh transphobic. Definitely hits the gays. Yes he does. Um, and the whites. Yes. Um and women. Yeah. Women. Um does, he's yeah. an equal opportunity offender. Yeah, except he doesn't really hit he at least in this special, he doesn't really hit men as much. But right. I I wonder if that's by design, just because this was his. I'm going to address the things I've been accused of being right, right. Because so, this special, the closer. Sorry, when I say men, I mean like cisgendered straight right. straight men. In this in this um, special, the kind of the format of his set was kind of talking about what he has been criticized right. in the past, and obviously making a whole comedic. Um, right story and yeah, like all comedians taking his life and so, turning it into an act. So you know, he makes some very, very, very straight shots at the gay community. Um, I feel that with the gay community, he was not a unap- he was unapologetic 
mm-hmm. about gay jokes or commentary on the gay community. I feel that with the trans jokes, while you know potentially disturbing and offensive, there were some low blows. I and low blows. I feel he was trying to explain himself a little bit more. It just um, didn't come off, especially with the story of, of his, Daphne. Yeah, yeah, of his his friend. Um, yeah. I, I think he was trying to humanize himself a little bit to with, show where he's coming from. Where with the trans jokes, right? So, so what do we think? So I explain because I actually told you before I was like I don't really watch stand up specials. It's just not a thing that I like do. I mean, I I've seen them. I may watch them if it's on TV and I'm flipping, or you know if. I'm here at your house and you're watching it or Jose's watching it, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll watch it and I'll chuckle and whatever. I have to say I did laugh, you know, several times during his set. I mean, there were things that were funny. There were things that I laughed at that probably I shouldn't have laughed at. Um, you know, but I think there were parts of it where particularly when, when he was talking about, you know, the, the whole gay, the, the gay jokes, there were some things that I, that I laughed at just because I kind of, I found the, I found to use a British term, you know, I would, he, I was taking the piss out of it. You know, I was looking at it from the perspective of like, you know, when he starts talking about like glory holes and things like that. Like I just started laughing because it's, I, I'm laughing, but from a place of like, yes, that's a part, you know, that's the underbelly of gay culture that people don't talk about and things like that. So I found that part, you know, funny, relatable in a weird way, you know, it's, so I did laugh. I do think that when it came to the trans things, I agree with what you're saying. I think his goal or his intent was to explain where he's coming from with his past jokes. I just don't think the execution was good. Okay, how? Like, because he obviously, specifically the trans jokes, he sort of, he made several trans jokes throughout the 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 show but, but I'm talking about like the, the but section the bulk the, of it the section, which was yeah. like the last section he did it through the story of Daphne um yes but before he got to the story of Daphne I think that's my thing is before he got to the story of Daphne you know there was a lot of I'll use the example of the bathroom thing it's and this is what I say about the execution is wrong he started off by saying, you know, the, the the North Carolina bathroom bill and, you know, you have to go to the bathroom. That's your that's your gender assigned at birth and whatever. And some people started like clapping at that. And he's like, no, that's a mean law. No, that law is wrong. So you're like, OK, like I'm on board. Right. I, we're here. But then he, he goes into the whole thing of like, you know, how like, oh, but what if I'm, you know, at a bathroom and then this beautiful woman walks in and she pulls out her dick and starts peeing and, and you know, that's just so weird and wacky and blah, blah, blah. And my first, because this is the thing, my first thought was like, if a trans woman was to walk into a men's room, she would not use a urinal. Chances are. Right. Again, I'm not a trans woman. Don't, don't, please, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I would think that the even just from a societal, like, let me not draw attention to myself perspective, she would go into a stall and use the stall. So he, a lot of his jokes still traded on this, this old stereotype of, you know, it's uh, of not transgender, but you know, chicks with dicks, you know what I mean? Like the other of it, the, you know, the, I'm going to use the word novelty, but like, you know, the whole, like, you know, wow, that's so wacky of it. And that does not come across as someone who understands. Now, you can make the argument that he's a comedian and he's trying to just make a joke and whatever. And I, and I can appreciate that frame of mind. But then when he juxtaposes it with the story of Daphne, 
where you know he's telling the story of this woman who is trans and he used the proper pronouns the entire time so it's not like he you know misgendered her or anything like that it just seems a little like okay but are you telling this story to show us that you you know you do have a soft spotting you know you're not transphobic are you using this you know this poor woman who's no longer with us as a story just to like promote yourself is it really who you are and it, it, it had so much heart, but it didn't mesh with the way that he was treating the topic earlier. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Okay. Which is why I'm saying, like, it, 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 it didn't, it didn't coalesce for me. So, and even the gay things, he had some very, very good points where he starts talking about, like, you know, how, you know, you can be gay and be racist, you know, and how it's not the same thing to be a white gay person as right. a minority gay person. So, so, so let me ask you this: it, it, do, there was a lot of do mesh. Do you think that Netflix should pull it? No. And you probably don't think he should be canceled. Well, you know how I feel about cancel culture. I, I don't think that anybody should, quote unquote, be canceled. I think you should call people out for what you disagree with. If you disagree with what they're doing and what they're saying, yeah, call them, you know, what you believe they are. But, you know, I don't think that, I just don't believe in cancel culture. I think cancel culture, what cancel culture does is it removes the opportunity for learning and change. And something that he, I mean, he touches on this very quickly, but we've talked about it is, you know, when Kevin Hart was given the opportunity of hosting the Oscars and they then said, no, thank you because of something that he had said years before and already apologized for. And Kevin Hart basically said like, look, I'm not just going to keep apologizing when I've already apologized. At what point do you, at what point do you believe me that I'm, that I have changed and that I have grown as a person? If you're going to still keep holding something over my head after I've told you, I've seen the error of my ways. At a certain point, you have to just kind of believe me, mm-hmm. especially if my actions have not right. demonstrated that same behavior, right? So I don't believe in cancel culture because cancel culture to me, what it what it suggests or what it promotes is the negation of anybody having the capacity to change and learn. Very well said. So that's... I think you deserve a last soda for that. That's- <laughs> so, hmm. I have a lot to say and I don't, about And I don't think they should pull it off Netflix just because if they're going to pull everything off Netflix that somebody disagrees with, I mean... I have a lot to say. I think that... I think... Okay. <laughs> I thoughts. think this... His routine was very problematic. Um, That's I, the word I was looking for. I, I especially think the whole thing... With the trans jokes, the one that kind of really sort of upset me was the J.K. Rowling one. 
Mm-hmm. Because J.K. Rowling, my problem with her is that she made these comments about, I think, trans women in particular. Um, and she she got called out on it. All right. And instead of either shutting up or saying, hey, you know. I will I will do my research. Research, and, whatever. Right, right. She doubled down. Right. Right. And I, sometimes, you know, it's one of these things that like something somebody says is you understand what they're trying to say, but the execution, again, what you were saying, execution right. was wrong. And I think that that may have been what she was saying earlier, not to defend her in any way, shape, or <laughs> right, form. Right, right, right. But when she doubled someone. down, I was like, no. You, like, you lost me. You weren't misinterpreted. You weren't misquoted. This was right. the opportunity for you to say, to I'm, clarify. I listen, I'm listening to what you're saying. Right. And I understand what you're saying. This is actually what I meant. But I understand how this can be offensive or problematic right, right. or whatever. And whatever. I'm not a trans woman, so I don't know what it's like to walk in the, 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 the shoes. shoes of a trans woman. So I do think that there it is very problematic, especially the trans jokes. I think that the candor in which Dave uh, Chappelle um, does his comedy, it's a, the either you like it or you don't. Um, you know, even you and I watching it, we were kind of like, oh my God, did he just say that? Did yeah, there were that? moments where we did were like, say wow, that? I did can't believe he just, he just said that. Because like in this day and age that people are so careful and so measured with what they say yeah. and anything can cancel you and anything can be blown out of context. It's like, I'm like, oh, did he just say that? Like, it was a little bit uncomfortable. Like, <laughs> it was, in, yeah. In yeah. certain areas. Um, and I think that he's always been that way. Yeah, this isn't new. Right. So I think that you either like his comedy or you don't. And if you don't like his comedy, then don't watch it. Right? right. He's always said really messed up things. Always. It's just that we have a really short attention span. Yeah. Right? Our, our memory is um, one of those, yeah. I, 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 uh, I'm with you there on cancel culture. I don't believe in cancel culture. Are there people that deserve to be canceled? Yes. Are there people that maliciously say things that I have no time to listen to? Yes. Not only what they said or even what they, they're coming back and apologizing right, for. Right. Absolutely. But on the most part, I don't agree with cancel culture either. I think we're just very quick to be like, oh, you said one wrong thing. Bye. Right. Um, what I took away from the show. And this I do agree with. I think that what he was saying. And that's not to say that he said very offensive and very problematic things. And I certainly understand. Why people are upset. Why people are upset. Yeah. And, and there is certain valid. There is very much validation to why people are upset. But what I gathered from it. From the show as a totality. Is that. Whether you are gay. Whether you're a woman. Or whether you're a trans man or woman. None of that. Is harder than being a black person. That was his underlying... Right. So if you are a black person, it's harder. Now, now if you're a black gay, gay person, or a black trans person, or a black trans person, now you've added an extra layer. Right, right, right. right but right. we're talking about in terms of black and white, that a white gay man, as, you know, as 
hard as it could be and as rejected as you could be and and I'm not taking away from tortured and nobody's taking away from you know uh, your experience gay bash and, and right. you look just the other day was uh, the anniversary of Matthew Shepard yeah. you know it's a terrible, terrible thing that as terrible as that could be as terrible as misogyny could be you know in the case of women right. and as, everything as women have, and... transphobia is being black in America at least is so much worse because that is what people first see, right? right? When you're a white gay person and you walk into a room, people see white man first, right? Right, um, so on and so forth. Right, right. That is kind of what I took from it. That that was his intent, right? That and 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 one of the things that he said that there I did agree with him was the whole thing with Caitlyn Jenner. He's like, oh, you know, Caitlyn Jenner, we have Caitlyn Jenner. And all of a sudden, Caitlyn Jenner is, you know, the face of trans, the trans community. Right. And it's like, but what about Marsha? Marsha P. Johnson. Right. Who was this trans woman in the 70s, in the, well, 60s. 60s, 69. 60s. Um, who pretty much started the Stonewall riot, right. yeah. which led to the pride movement right. in the U.S., Right. Usually people that know who Marsha Marsha P. Johnson. P. Johnson is are people within the gay community, you know, are, are you know or or historians right, or stuff right, like right, that. Right, right. But your run of the mill average average person, person right. doesn't. Right. So why is Caitlyn Jenner getting all the you know glory? Right. Right. And being the face of this community that has had so many pioneers prior to Caitlyn Jenner who have been of color. Right? Right. In, in a case like that, he does have a point. Um, so I, I think that... I think you have to listen with an open mind. Mm -hmm. No. Yes, it is very offensive. It is very offensive. He says things that are, are very offensive. Problematic. And again, your mileage and, may vary on the jokes. And but... I gasped several times. Yeah. I was like, oh! I was like, oh my God. So this is certainly not for everybody. No. But I think I, that is what I took away from it. Let me ask you a question and like kind of combine a few things here. So, you know, he, he's getting a lot of a lot of flack for, for, for the special, rightfully so. Again, if, if you feel offended by the things he said, you should hold him to it, right? Take him to task. We, last weekend also, um, we went to the Night Owl Drive-In and saw the Madame X uh, documentary. We. Or concert film or whatever Madonna wants to call it. Um, <laughs> she won't call it a concert. She won't film. call it a concert film. She'll probably call it like you know, music for the eyes, no. um, performance art, <laughs> performance art on celluloid. Um, she had a segment, an entire segment, where she sat with Dave Chappelle actually because he was in the audience, and you know she she did a whole back and forth about like, oh Dave Chappelle, you're so great, and this and that, and blah blah blah, what have you. And for this entire tour, Madonna per what she has said, was inspired by the writing of James Baldwin. Now, right. for those who don't know, James Baldwin is a, was a writer. I think he passed away. I'm pretty sure he passed away. Um, was a, a black writer, but he was also a queer black writer. And I'm going to use the word queer because I'm not, I don't recall right now if he was gay or bisexual. So I'm going to go with queer. Um, and she at one point even said like, you know, oh, Dave, you know, I keep telling him he's the new James Baldwin, but, you know, he just doesn't want to take the title. And having seen that, and having seen it done by Madonna, who is, I mean, let, you know, she's like, quote unquote, the queen of the LGBT, you know, ally movement, right? Because Madonna's been about the gays since before, you know, it was a thing, right? right. Um, 
to see her you have Dave Chappelle, you know, extol his his virtues or whatever. Um, compare him to a gay or queer man, and yet have this whole backlash happening. I I I, I can't wrap my head around all well, of that. I, that's, right, you know right. what I mean. I like, actually thought about that too. I think there's also so there's so many. Timing. That's what I'm saying. But there's so many things happening at the while, same time. While Dave Chappelle has had a history of making transphobic jokes, right now it's at like. The, Zenith, yeah. Right? So I wonder if her documentary would have come out two weeks later. She would have edited that if out. If she would have edited that out. I actually did think about that. Um, I would say that, you know, her whole thing about artists are here to disturb the peace. I see that sort of the antithesis of Dave Chappelle in a way. Because I think artists are there to disturb the peace as an advancement of something or mm. of a cause. And I don't think that Dave Chappelle's comments are necessarily the advancement of a cause. Yeah. Uh, if only, you know, free speech, if you will. Yeah, uh, but well, no, that's anybody. I mean... Right. But I, I don't think that his jokes are to advance a cause. Well, I don't even agree with her. Their artists are here to disturb the peace. I, I'm more of the belief that artists are here to disturb the status quo. Well, but the status quo is the peace. <laughs> I mean, cause, but you can make the argument that somebody's disturbing the peace. You know, everybody. But the status quo could be negative or positive. Mm, no, I, peace I, I peace mean, has I a see, positive connotation. I see what you're saying, but I sort of see it the same. Um, I mean, I agree. I, I sort of agree with that logic uh, in terms of art. Because art, art moves you and art makes you think. ask questions yeah. and think and... Art can be very provocative and, you know... And art can also just be frivolous and fun. Yeah. Like, it can be all things, so... I'm not an Andy Warhol fan, and I'm... Yeah, but I love... Well, I'm not... I'm okay with Warhol, but I love Lichtenstein. See, I do too, because of you. (laughs) I love Lichtenstein. I do. I just think there's something about the the fact that he took, you know, the the stippling process and just blew it up, and, and it's just... You know, it's gorgeous. As performance far as I'm concerned. art is uh... performance art is very hit or miss with me because I don't usually get it. I I usually think it's ridiculous. I, it's just yeah. When we're talking performance art, we're not talking like a dance. No, like, no, no. We're not no, talking no. like an interpretive dance or anything no, like that. No, we're no. talking about you know Tilda Swinton, Tilda Swinton in a box. You know, Yoko Ono screaming into a microphone. Right, right. right. These are, these are things that that we're talking right. about. Yes. Um, but but it, but it, but I did think about that whole Madonna thing. Um, but it's interesting because even still with this documentary, it's not like he doesn't have a history of of being you know accused of being homophobic, transphobic, etc. And again, we're talking about Madonna, who you know, love or hate her, feel indifferent. I think we can all agree that she has never shied away from embracing the gay community from the beginning. Yeah. Um, but he is, you know, in the comedy world, he 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 is very respected, Dave Chappelle. Oh no, he's up there. Yeah, he. I mean, as he said, the goat. Um, I mean, I don't know if he's the greatest of all time, but you know. But it, that title changes with with the times too. Yeah, you know, and and uh, comedy is like everything else; it's very subjective. Like yeah. for example, I love black comedians. Like I love the kings of comedy. Yeah. But you know who I don't care for? I don't care for Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. Really? No, doing stand up, I don't care for it. Like I've seen uh, Raw. Yeah, and um, eh. you know that's supposed to be one of the most famous yeah stand up co- specials stand ups yeah. of all time. Eh. Uh, I mean, I'm not taking anything away from him. I'm not taking, but just didn't know, do it for you. Didn't do it for me. Mira, I've, I've said this before. One of the 
funniest comedians that everybody freaking pees in their pants over when he was at the height of his success. He freaking sold out Madison Square Garden like 20 nights. And I don't think he's, for me, I don't think he's funny at Seinfeld? all. Is uh, Dane Cook. Oh, Dane Cook. I don't find Dane Cook funny at all. You don't find Jimmy Fallon funny. I think he's a hoot. I don't, I don't get it. Mira, I'm not a big, I'm not a big Seinfeld fan. And I know that I'm in the minority. Like, right, I but know, again, but it's but it, humor is subjective. I know I'm in the minority. I know that that's not the case. Right. Um, that's not the type of comedy that I like. I hate this to make this about race, but that's very white comedy. It is very white comedy. Yeah. Uh, that's not to say it hasn't had funny moments. Right, you know? right. But that's there, not. That's there's not... things that I see from Seinfeld that I go, oh, that's funny. Um, right. But that's not generally the comedy I go for. Right. Um, but, you know. Yeah, no, it's, you know, we're not going to solve this. We love Neri Sa- uh, Sanchez. We love Neri Sanchez. You know, we love uh, Neri Sanchez. I said Sanchez. You said Sanchez. Sanchez. Oh, yeah, you and last Neri. names. This time it was Sanchez. Last week it was Pierce Brosnan when it's Pierce. Yeah. Bro- I've had a long day. The Publix yeah. cake. Actually, you know, it's funny that Neri said um, recently or whatever that he put in his, um, it went viral. The whole thing with Nicaragua and the food. Oh, and uh, that you're not Mexican. Right? That, he was, yeah. that he was saying that when he tells people that he's from Nicaragua, people are like, bro, fritanga, bro, you know, fried cheese. And I find that with Nicaragua, that it's very true. <laughs> oh, yeah, because, like, for example, and, and he said it, and it's true, like Miami, you know, predominantly Cuban. Right. Cuban food everywhere. When you say you're Cuban, people are not like, oh, it's a croqueta or oh, patalito, patalito. Yeah. No, but it's true that when somebody says you're, especially like Nicaraguan. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. like, oh, la fritanga. You know? Yeah, for us, they just say mojito. <laughs> not even. Like, and, and what I find weird is that people here say that. I could understand if you're, you know, in Anglo, in right, Ohio. In Nebraska. You know, right. and being like, oh, fritanga. The fritanga. Or that fried cheese you <laughs> you fellows do. But here, you know, that we're such a mesh. Of we're all these a, Latino cultures. Right. Yeah. And people are like very much like, ah, see that fritanga. And I'm like, yeah. he like he hit the nail on the head. That, well, that's why yeah. I became viral. <laughs> Which, speaking of guys, just because today is the last day of Hispanic Heritage Month does not mean that we stop acknowledging Hispanics. Say no to Hispanic invisibility. Okay. Okay. Just going to put that out there. Okay. So, you know, Dave Chappelle, if you like him, watch him. If you don't like if him, you don't, like it, don't, don't watch, watch it. him. If you want to protest, protest. Protest. Look, I, like I said, I laughed at certain things in the, in the special, but if I'm always of the mind that if you feel that strongly about something, yeah, call it out. Protest. Protest with your with your dollars. Protest. You know what was it that who was it that that one gym was it Equinox that was you know was was called out and people were like oh you should you know cancel Equinox or whatever and I'm like look if you feel that strongly about it yeah cancel your membership knock yourself out like just don't go there you know vote with your wallets don't go don't go some people don't go to KFC some people don't go to Chick Fil A. Some people don't go to Hobby Lobby. Exactly. Wow. It's a lot of uh, extreme Christian uh, businesses we're talking about here. But but the thing is, the reason I I bring that up is because while there's some corporate entities that are more like outspoken. Like your Chick-fil-A's and Hobby Lobby's. Right. Than others, historically... I mean, there's just a list of all these corporate entities. It's like, don't go because of this and don't go because of that. And, you know, if if you feel strongly against something that the corporation is doing, then, as you said, you have the right. Yeah. 
don't don't go. don't buy them. Don't yeah. go there. Yeah. Go to Pollo Ranchero, Pollo Campero. I'm hungry. Me too. So, <laughs> anyway. So, since we're hungry, should we get to our last sodas? Yes. All right. Do you want to go first? I want to go first. Dale. Okay. So, my last soda this week Lord, así. goes to... Okay. So, this week, William Shatner went to space. <gasps> yes. Okay. We How awesome that we live long enough to see Captain Kirk actually go to space. I don't give a fucking shit. No? No! I'm nothing against William Shatner. Okay, no, no, no. I, but I love that aspect of it. That's that's what I feel, like, cool about. I still don't know why they stopped programming on Tuesday or Wednesday, when the hell he went up there, to show another white rich person going into space for five minutes. Okay, but it's Captain Kirk going to space, Okay, okay. is it Darth Vader? If, if Darth Vader would have been going to space, you know, on the Millennium Falcon, then I want to see it. I think it's cool. I think it's cool that, it, that, it, that again, William it's Shatner against went to space. Him. It's nothing against him personally, but like... I, I just, I think this whole white man, you know, rich white man going to space on a dick, you know, um, race is just so out of touch and so I agree not, with you. Not, I agree with you. Not relatable to the times we are living right now. You know, we started the show with like all these expensive um, food prices and uh, scar- distribution problems, distribution yeah. problems. Mm-hmm. and here are these like mega rich guys you know Jeff Bezos and William Branson and now uh, William Shatner Richard Branson uh, Richard Branson yeah I messed up another name going to space because oh we're going to space you know that's why I was like are they doing scientific research like is there that's a bigger work. is there a bigger reason for you going okay i get what you're saying but at the same time we're talking about a 90 year old man who was captain kirk and he's actually gone into space now that's cool for a whole five minutes listen i haven't been to space for five minutes well the (laughs) where were you going i am giving my last soda although william shatner went to space this week i'm giving my last soda to george (laughs) george takei yes to george takei okay what did Did you know that there's beef between the two of them Oh, for years i didn't know about this yeah yeah. did you hear what he said about this no okay i i I have to yeah i mean i know they 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 haven't been exactly bffs so he said george takei a william shatner going to space he's a guinea pig 90 years old and it's important to find out what happens so he's 90 years old going to show a great deal more on the wear and tear on the human body so he'll be a good specimen to study although he's not the fittest 90 specimen of 90 years old he he, so he'll be the perfect specimen that's unfit that's pretty (laughs) that's pretty yeah although he's not the fittest specimen of 90 years old so he'll be a specimen that's unfit i think he looks good for 90 that's uh, no no he does actually but oh that's some shade like, oh no yeah george yeah. takei george so takei I, is a shade queen I, well well yes but this is personal no right 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 but i'm saying just in general george no, takei know, knows how know, to throw I some know, good I shade know, but this is personal why is there beef between the two of them you know that i really don't know because i read like two or three articles and i was waiting for the bottom of the article being like takei and shatner's since 1980 yeah. ah, because shatner blah 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 right. but i didn't find any you don't know i don't really know i think it just comes down to like shatner's ego sort of thing but was he like I don't know? Was he an egocentric son of a bitch? I mean, probably to the extent that he was the star of Star Trek, and you know, Takei probably felt the brunt of that. 
Well, you know, he gets he he would have affairs with all the you know, with all the alien women. With all, the alien with all women. sorry, with all the extraterrestrial women. Yes, we don't want to upset Demi. Right, but <laughs> they are extraterrestrial, so they're not necessarily on the binary. That's true. All these extraterrestrial species. Terrestrials. Uh, terrestrial. <laughs> it's so complicated. <laughs> I don't know. Some of them are green. Okay, Why that's would all you I know. Assume that somebody some. Thing that's an extraterrestrial would be bound by the gender binary that we are bound. You know what? You're absolutely right. It's because I cannot see past my own experiences. Right. Because gender binary is a construct, social construct. And we're assuming that an extraterrestrial life will have have the the same same social construct or social makeup that we have here on Earth. You are absolutely right. So that's very humanist for us to think that. Oh, that's another thing I have to be worried about being now. A humanist? Stop promoting your humanist agenda. Oh, you know me and my humanisms. <laughs> oh, so, George Lord. Decay, this soda's for you. All right. Well, my last soda, I'll keep it short and sweet, goes to uh, the Red Table Talk with the Estefans. Ah, see. They just came back last week. Um, their first episode was actually fantastic because it was all about educating about what happened in Cuba on July 11th. Um, and I thought that was great because, you know, obviously Gloria has always been our, our best representative in the world as far as the Cuban community. Although some of the Cuban community thinks that she's una comunista también. Pero bueno, that's because, whatever, we can't have nice things. But, you know, I, I love that she she's taking her platform, you know, and, and showing the world, look, this is what happened. This is what Cuba is all about. This is the reality of Cuba. Um, you know, Lily told her story of, you know, how she came from Cuba and, and Emilio came, told his story. They had Laz Alonzo. Um, they, they had, I can't remember the name of the, okay, the artist. Okay, Facebook. It's Facebook Watch, yes. And you have to be in Facebook to watch it? Well, so it's, yes. So through Facebook Watch, but now they also, what they've done, at least for the first season, is they've taken all of the videos and turned it to audio, and it's a podcast as well. So they're expanding the reach. Um, and then this week's episode, which I haven't seen yet, but what I also love was, they um this week they're they're talking about colorism within the Latino community and they have a Mara La Negra. Oh, okay. Um, and so I, I really just love the fact that she, you know, she could have just done another like we're a family and we're going to talk about things, but she's really tailoring it to the Latino experience, you know, yeah. and, and and all the facets of what that is. And you know, in the case of, for instance, the one with with Cuba. Really, just educating. So, people. are you giving the soda to the Estefans or the table? Not the table because it doesn't look like it has coasters. So, I don't want to leave rings on the red table. You know what really upsets me? Really upsets me when I said just a minute ago, jokingly, that you know Cubans think that she's a communist. Una bonita. When Cubans are critical of the Estefans, it's like I want to tell them, "What more do you want?" Like right, what right. do you want? What do you want from okay, them? These people have they have with, no controversy. With all the one. class and dignity yeah. have represented us around the world. Yeah, they're talented. Baba. They're philanthropists. Okay, they have been outspoken about Cuba since day one. Yeah, they had. She, you know, she built. Well, uh, um. She did a whole album or albums, Mi Tierra, on the experience of being an immigrant and of Cuba and it's uh, the nostalgia of Cuba. You know, this is a message that rings through all her music. You know, she refu- they, they refused to go um, mainstream when they first started. You know, the whole thing. Right, yeah. They were too Cuban for the Americans and too American for the Cubans, right? right? 
they've been authentic to they to who they are. They give back to the community. They stand. They for the wear community. their like, cu- they wear their cubanity proud. It's like what more do you want? Like wh- yeah, what more do you? want? I want you to tell me what do they need to do? Like what do they need to do? Do you want do you want the Estefans to go on a boat and single handedly bring down the government <laughs> in Cuba? Because if that's what you want, just say it. Like say it, right? <laughs> Emilio, Lily, Emily, Naib, everybody, Go ahead, Machete. Now we're going to Cuba to liberate Cuba. And finally, and you know, they probably go and do it. They'll be like, well, yeah, but it took you too long. Right? right, but why did it take you 60 years? You know, you've been famous already, Gloria Estefan, for, for 40, 40 years. years. Like, you know. <laughs> That's 39 years too long. Like, what more do you want from the Estefans? Like, what more do you want? You know, she's a freaking Kennedy Presidential Medal of Honor. But no, 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 She's no. performed for, like, how many, all the popes. Yes, but no, no, no. No, no, no. For some people, you know. She, in, in I, I forgot what year. It was during the Obama years. They hosted Obama. Well, she has. She's been one of the only artists up until Trump to perform for every sitting president. Right, right. They've never swayed politically, at least outwardly, right. publicly, right. one way or another. And I completely respect that. Yeah, you know, it's like, pero que tú quieres, que tú quieres de la vida. Like <laughs> these people are like the perfect spokesperson and role models for us. Like, yeah, because they don't even have a controversy. Yeah, at all. Their biggest controversy was her accident. And they didn't even cause that. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't even their fault. Merce did. And she came back from it. Yeah. And first Cuban story on Broadway. Yes. <laughs> and it was awesome. Yes. Starring our girl, Ana Villafaña. Yeah. And our other girl, Andrea Burns. Yes. I, I, whatever. I don't know what they want. You just got me on a on her. No, ya veo. <laughs> I actually can't wait because I'm going to be in New York next week. I'm going to go to see Anna in Chicago. Oh, okay. I'm You're very... going to be in New York to see her in Chicago? Well, no, that's not why I'm going to New York. But since I'm going to be in New York, I'm going to go see her. And I'm very much looking forward to her wearing the blonde wig. Oh, oh is there something about the blonde wig? <laughs> no, because she's playing Roxy in Chicago. And Roxy's traditionally a blonde actress. So the only thing I know about this is, is that Renee She's Zellweger? Renee Zellweger. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes, she's Renee. Oh, Jesus. What? I... If I would have gone with you, I would have been like, I'll be at the M&M store. <laughs> you know what? No, you wouldn't have. Because A, that's a great musical. Well, no, B, I would have seen it because... You would have gone to see Anna. Uh, yeah, I would have seen it because of and Anna. And C, you have gone to see more musicals with people who are not me than me. How many musicals have I seen with you other than Get On Your Feet? That's exactly my point. Oh, wow. He has like three musicals over you. Yes. And he shall be being nameless. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't. He doesn't listen to the show. But I will not stand for this. <laughs> Fine, I'll go see it because you know Anna's in it, okay. and we love Anna. We do love Anna. We love it. And I know the song, all that jazz. There you go. So you know the opening number. Ay, but then that song, Chicago has that song. Oh, the Cell Block Tango. The one, the it, it, he almost did it. Or da, na, na, yeah, na. the Cell Block Tango. Yeah. Yeah. To me, that's equivalent to the five thousand twenty-five million six thousand minutes. You know what? We're gonna end because this is this, this is like last week when we cut it short on the Titanic conversation. We're just gonna move on and end the episode. <laughs> little shop, little shop. Of I want to see that too. That's on Off Broadway now. But that's about a plant <laughs> that eats people. It's Don't you remember right. there was a Little Shop of Horrors cartoon? There was. I remember. the. I used to watch the cartoon. Yeah. Little did I know. So you didn't know what it was when you were watching the cartoon. Right. Because in the 80s when I was watching that cartoon, I knew that it was based on a musical. I did. I had seen the musical. You saw Little Shop of Horrors in the 80s. The movie, yeah. There's a movie? Yeah. With Rick Moranis as Seymour and Steve Martin as the dentist and Ellen Green as Audrey. 
I had not. I saw E.T. <laughs> <laughs> spin back to ex, extraterrestrial. Extraterrestrials, yes. yeah. Little Shop of Horrors, yeah. But wait, what else have I seen? What else do I think is you saw it? What else do I think is ridiculous? No, everybody tells me that I should see Book of Mormon. Oh my god. So because funny. I liked Avenue Q. Yes. Yes. It's, is it by the same people? No, but it's the same people who did um South Park. Oh well. Duh. So yeah. It's equivalent. Yeah. Yeah. Or worse. Yeah. It's fucking great. You need to go. Well, you know what? When it tours again, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy us tickets to Book of, Book Mormon. of Mormon. Yeah. Um, would you let a seven year old watch South Park? No. Damn it. Only because I don't know what they're going to say at any given no, moment. No, you know why? Because and especially certain seven year olds who ask questions about everything that is right, said. Because Tristan has set up a bunch of times. He's like, oh, I really want to watch South Park, and I've kind of been like, yeah, so I could rewatch it with you especially those early seasons yeah i mean i would if anything i would say watch some episodes and maybe cherry pick the ones that you know it's still like my favorite right the mecca streisand the barbara streisand with robert uh with robert plant yeah you know that one i think he might but the thing is that that's another thing because all those references are gonna fly over his head so rant like Mira, he's gonna ask you who's Barbara Streisand. He's gonna ask you why is she turning into Godzilla. He's gonna ask you why is she a robot. Then he's gonna ask you who's Robert Plant. Why is his last name Plant? Is he a plant? What? Is, like, yeah, these are all the questions that are gonna come at you. <laughs> uh, it's funny because the other day he asked me, "Is Stewie bad?" And I was like, "Define bad." It's in the eye of the beholder. Because he, for some reason, he really likes Peter Griffin. In fact, Peter Griffin, for months, was the background of his tablet. <laughs> and, then, and that's on broadcast television, yeah. so cable's fam- worse. But, okay, but but seriously, don't you think this is... Pero let me tell you, after, after the last ooh. soda. Oh. <laughs> I like that. I like that. After the last after soda. After the last soda. Um... Do you think, though, seriously, I'm asking for a friend, um, that something like Family Guy, do you think that a lot of it will go over his head? I think that the average seven-year-old, yes. I think your seven-year-old will literally ask you what everything means, especially if he sees you laughing. Yeah. Because he's going to want to know, why is that funny? And... and and the entendres on Family Guy aren't just doubles. Sometimes they're quadruples. Yeah, and Family Guy. <laughs> but yeah, they get away with a lot. Do you of like shit. South? Did you like Family Guy more than South Park? I haven't watched South Park in in a long time, and I and I still watch Family Guy. I think it's for me. It's just that Family Guy. It's just like I, it's on Hulu, so it's just there. I like them both. I mean, yeah. I even had a. I mean, you remember how much. South Park merch I had. I had yeah, a yeah. bumper sticker at one point, the shirts and all that. But Family Guy just... It's just very different. Because Family Guy is just like quick, quick, quick. Like yeah. joke, 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 joke. Yeah. Whereas South Park is a more traditional story. Yeah. 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 And it, the thing about Family Guy is that, yeah, of course, like Stewie is steals the show. But, then, but not even anymore. But 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 it just... Even like like the sub-subplots of like, nobody likes Meg... I feel so bad for Meg. <laughs> like, and it's so there, but not there. But like nobody, know? they don't even bother to hide it anymore. Right? Like, they don't care. You know, it's whatever. I just, Family Guy is hilarious. I thought they had canceled it for a while there. No, no, no. It's still, it's still making some money. He does want to watch The Simpsons. I, the Simpsons, is, Simpsons fine. is fine. The Simpsons yeah. is fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 
he, I told him he he started with season one, and I'm like, oh my god, you started like when we were in like fourth grade. Yeah. <laughs> Simpsons been around for a while and will be around for a while. Yeah. Why? Why? <laughs> they're they're not going anywhere. I mean, they still bring in solid ratings. So why, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. So anyway, that was better. Let me tell you after, after the soda. The soda. <laughs> so well. Everybody, we hope you listened, laughed, and learned. This was, I feel, a full episode yeah, in terms of uh, a well-rounded very of, robust um, of topics. We hope you listened, laughed, and learned. Um, remember to grab your pastelito, your croqueta, and your cafecito. Thank you for joining us. Um, and it's my birthday. Happy birthday! So have a great weekend, everybody. All right, good night, Bye. Bye. Pero Let Me Tell You is co-hosted by Darian Borges and Ismaeliano, produced by Ismaeliano, and our theme, Pero Let Me Tell You Freestyle, is composed by Michael Angelo Lomlaplex, the official gay guy. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.